This is the Expedition Podcast. It's a journey, y'all. You want to start over? No. No. Always hold a special place in my heart. Onward ho. True. No. <laughs> You're right. Romance is dead. <laughs> On an expedition of discovery. Welcome to the Expedition Podcast. We're on another journey, y'all. Today's episode is all about the holiday romance genre. I'm sure you've tuned into some on Netflix or the Hallmark Channel or ABC Family, or maybe that's not your cup of tea and you just want to learn something new today. This is (laughs) Bree. This is Lauren. And I'm Natalie. All right, so... All aboard, ladies. You ready? (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was interesting. First question. What's your favorite holiday tradition? Oh, that's cute. Um, Yeah. Like like overall or as of right now? It doesn't matter. Don't overthink it. Because I think I have two. Because one of them's childhood and one of them's like, yeah. Yeah. I think when I was, my favorite tradition when I was a kid, (laughs) we used to do, and we we didn't do it when I was a teenager, but when um, we were kids, we would all get around one of the days in December and um, we'd all get some like hot chocolate and my dad would read the nativity story and we'd like put the, the care, like each character on the mantle whenever he mentioned them in the nativity story in the Bible, and that was always that was always really sweet. But obviously, very you know like religious, but but it was nice. Do you want to do that with your son? Oh yeah, definitely. That's we awesome. tried to do it this year, but like he did, he just thought they were toys. Yeah, <laughs> so he's like, yeah, it's a donkey. You know, it wasn't really. <laughs> oh man. So yeah, um, but eventually, yeah, definitely, um, and I think. Now, we haven't really started, like, family traditions yet because it's just been me and David. But now that Harrison's around, I think I want to try and figure some out. I'm really excited about him knowing who Santa is. Yeah. it's just fun. Yeah, that's really cute. And I want to do the um, the reindeer food on the grass. Oh, yeah. Did y'all yeah. Ever do that in elementary school? Yeah, we did yeah. that a couple times. We would uh, put it out in the front. And, uh, like, we... Yeah, we'd have it, like, from daycare or something like that. They would send us home with something, and we would sprinkle it out in the front yard. Or That's the one I'm looking forward different to. Different things. Um, my, my tradition, the only thing that I can really truly remember, I mean, of course, we did, like, the whole leaving cookies out for Santa and stuff like that, but my favorite part has always been just decorating, like, getting the tree mm-hmm. up. Putting all the twinkly lights, all of, we have a lot of um, um, ornaments and stuff that we've made as kids that we like to uh, put on the tree. But also, um, what we've been doing here lately is doing uh, travel ornaments. So every place we go, my mom gets a travel ornament, and so now we kind of have like a travel tree, I guess. (laughs) Yeah. So like so much yeah. culture. I know. De- so decorating has definitely this has definitely been something that gets me in the Christmas spirit. And um also watching um what is it? All the little uh cake decorating or like the little sweet 
oh, yeah. treat uh, competitions on like Food Network or stuff like that are fun to watch. So, wait, I have to say one more, otherwise my mother will kill me. Um, <laughs> our other favorite tradition is at Christmas morning to open presents. We play the Happy Elf by Harry Connick Jr. Oh, cute. that's so cute. That is really. That's cute. another one I can see you doing with your son. Yeah, we did it last year. Oh, that's that really great. cute. Well, mine is, okay, so I'm an introvert, so I have, like, my own tradition that I like to do, and then I have the other one, which is um, get together with my mom's side of the family every Christmas Eve, and even though we're just in my aunt's house, we all get dressed up really fancy, and we take family portraits together, and I think I like the anticipation of Christmas almost more than Christmas Day itself. Yeah. So that's my no, favorite because you still have yeah, all the I presents under the tree and you're with your family. And my other tradition that I love to do every year is watch these cheesy Christmas romance movies. Yeah. I watch them by myself because by myself. let's be real, nobody else is going to watch them with me. <laughs> and I'm never just doing that. I'm always like crocheting. Or oh, yeah. decorating the tree or wrapping presents or something. You have to have an activity. Yeah, exactly. So if y'all think I'm the expert of these Christmas movies, y'all need to meet my friend Catherine that I work with. She has Aww. this Hallmark list of 365, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think it's 365 Hallmark <laughs> oh my Christmas God. movies and she's making her way through them. Oh, and wow. Yeah. That's some dedication right there. She's my resident expert. So when I told her we were doing a podcast over this, I was like, I have to interview you. Why do you watch so many of these? (laughs) (laughs) And she told me it's tradition. And that got me thinking about how so many of these movies, you know, they're formulaic. They're not um, really constructed to be critically reviewed. They have cardboard characters, minimal plot. But there's all of these callbacks in those movies to Christmas traditions. So, like, you'll always see them drinking cocoa. There's always going to be an episode wrapping presents. So it's almost like the movie is just atmospheric to set the stage to make everybody think of Christmas. It's like a hearth, like a fireplace. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. (laughs) I get it. I mean, yeah. Okay, Okay. I'm ready, Lauren. What do you think? Oh, we're starting with me. Yeah, let's do it. Okay, so uh, our my Captain Brianna tasked me with with watching Holiday in Handcuffs. Now, before I, I start diving into this movie, let me preface with I am not a romantic. I'm not like I decided I figured out in my later years. I'm just not. I like romance, but I'm not a romantic. <laughs> um. So when i saw the tagline for this she's bringing home the perfect boyfriend even it's a federal offense <laughs> i was like mm. yeah okay well, well you should first tell us your struggle with actually finding the dvd oh okay <laughs> this was a it was it was a bad setup to begin with because um uh thank you brianna you you gifted me well you let me borrow the four pack ABC Family. Uh, we love a we love set. a four pack. A true holiday treasure. 
I don't even have a DVD player anymore. I like I was going to pull out the old PlayStation 3 because I didn't want to force David to watch it with me on the Xbox, which is the only system we had plugged in that could show a DVD. But we couldn't find a controller, um, so we, I watched it on, in our room on the Xbox, and he joined me. Um, I uh, thought you got ripped off because there were only two DVDs and only one name on each side of the DVDs, and <laughs> oh I didn't gosh. realize that you could flip the DVDs over. We got many videos. <laughs> You know how long it's been since I watched a DVD? Last time I watched a DVD, there was a, a graphic on one side and there was a the data on the other. Like, You're right? I didn't think you could flip it over. It's not a freaking vinyl record. Only in those four packs. <laughs> anyway. Um, so yeah, it was hard to, to actually get it going. But once we got it going, I, uh, yeah, I started it. So basically, Holiday in Handcuffs is about yeah, Gertrude. <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, that's the only thing that you can say. It's about Gertrude. Gertrude is a 27 or 28-year-old woman living in what I'm assuming is supposed to be New York, but is never actually shown to be New York. It's just implied. In a gorgeous, uh, huge apartment. In an enormous apartment. <laughs> always. They're always starving artists in these beautiful locations that they can supposedly afford. Unrealistic. I can't believe it. It's so frustrating. Um, anyway, and so she works at a diner and she is, I think, the oldest of three. I can't tell. But anyway, she has been, she's dating this guy and she wants to bring this guy home for Christmas break or Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. Her parents have rented this log cabin in the middle of nowhere for no reason whatsoever. And they're going to go out there and she gets dumped and she ends up kidnapping the first guy she sees to take him to this Christmas family gathering. Like literally kidnap. She's got a gun, holds him up at gunpoint, handcuffs, like the whole thing. From the Civil War era. era. (laughs) Um, This unfortunate... A uh, handsome man is Mario Lopez. Hey, Mario Lopez. That's right. AC Slater. Oh, yeah. Mario Lopez saved the movie for me, honestly, if if anything, because he's just too pretty. I mean, he is very nice to look at, easy on the eyes. Yeah. That could be the whole movie. And he's so hairless. <laughs> and he's like, his jaw is so, it's crazy. This man is too attractive. Anyway. Oh, wow. Um, as you can imagine, once they get to the cabin, hijinks ensue, and ultimately, as always, they fall in love. Duh. Yay. That's the whole point. <laughs> so, um, I have some things to just, let's talk about the just general production of the movie. So this movie was released in 2007 on ABC Family. It is... Well, no, not anymore. But it was the at the time the highest viewed telebroadcast on ABC Family's history with 6.7 million viewers. Wow! Mm-hmm. I was there opening night, waiting <laughs> for it to insane. come on ABC in front Family of your, in front of your television. That's right. <laughs> that is crazy. Okay, and it was directed by Ron Underwood, and I don't know if y'all have seen this, but he directed Tremors and City Slickers. Have y'all seen those movies? No. They're not, I mean, they're they're good movies. They're actually good movies, I and mean, they're kind of, like, like classic, just, you know, yeah, late movies, but the fact that he got into this from that is very 
jarring and weird. Maybe it was just an easy paycheck. Yes, guys, that's the point. These things are money makers. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, this movie had which, and also that's also what's really crazy is that if y'all remember, because y'all watched this recently. The production on this movie was not good. Like, the lighting was bad. Melissa Joan Hart had pimples all over her face. Oh. I mean, there was... People were sweaty, and, like, some scenes were really weirdly green, and then there were some, like, weirdly cast shadows. And I don't know. The production was weird. The, the, the camera angles were strange. It looked like it was steady cam sometimes, and then handheld. And then there were shots where they were, like, directly cut with, like, a quarter of the face cut off for no reason whatsoever. Like, no artistic reason. It was just... Lord, nothing about these movies is artistic. No. It's to get <laughs> us from point A to point B, which is when they oh, kiss God. at the end. Yeah. It was so... It was, it was so frustrating. I don't... I, yeah. Anyway, it was a $5 million budget movie. That's a lot of money for a poorly produced movie. <laughs> so, yeah. Okay, so you're right. Most of these movies have pretty small budgets. The average is about $2 million, which, according to my sources, is just what they spent on, like, catering services for the Transformers. <laughs> I think I read that. I got most of my sources from um, an article from Finance 101. But uh, I want you guys to guess the time frame that it usually takes to film these movies. Uh, six weeks. Okay, what's your guess, Natalie? Um, I would say, yeah, probably like six weeks, a month, month and a half. I think they do them very quickly. Like, they just bust it out. All right, so Holiday in Handcuffs, I'm not exactly sure on that one because it's earlier than um, what has become this genre, but the average now <laughs> is two to three weeks. <gasps> yes. I thought I was being generous oh with like six gosh, weeks. Oh my gosh, two to three lot. weeks for a <gasps> two movie? Two to three weeks. So wow. the pimples on the face didn't matter. <laughs> well, no wonder they it's had like to so shoot, short like, and like quick and moving and like... Exactly. They don't have enough time to, like, get it all in. Yeah. So ABC Family actually started this genre. They started their hol- um, countdown to Christmas or 25 days of Christmas in the, in the 90s. And then Hallmark began theirs in 2011. Oh, so that so ABC Family one. the OG. Yeah. Oh, didn't and guess there was that. an effort towards... Um, Casting nostalgic actresses. So, for example, Holiday in Handcuffs stars Melissa Joan Hart. Yes. From the original Sabrina the Teenage Witch. So when I saw (laughs) A.C. Slater and Sabrina the Teenage Witch on the same movie, you better believe in 2007, I was right there with my Coco, loving every minute of it. Well, that's why they have all the full house girls in all the Christmas movies as well. Yeah. So I oh, get really? that. Yeah, they got all of them oh are gosh. in multiples. So I uh, yeah, the nostalgia or the past, whatever. I get that. That makes sense. Okay, so some reasons why I, I like Holiday and Handcuffs. <laughs> it's the weirdest thing I've ever seen. <laughs> it is very strange. I watched it with you. It's it's wild. And uh, 
what's what do they call her? Do they call her Gertrude? Does she have a nickname? They call her Trudy. Trudy, Trudy. and they call her Tootie. Yeah, Trudy, Tootie, whatever. Yeah. She's not a likable character. Like she Oh, absolutely in, not. In not contrast at all. to Bella, she's full of flaws. Like the beginning scene, she overperms her hair. She um is late to a also, job wait, wait, interview. Wait, 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 we have to pause. Wait, we ha- we have to pause for a second just for the perm. Just Okay. You can't do that. That's like physically impossible. Your hair will you fall out. You can't perm your hair at home. There and let you, there, what what is what is she doing? I mean, I you can I just, perm your hair at home. But, but not, but not with just like in like five minutes. Not that no. that perm is not possible. <laughs> anyway, no, not sorry. and if you've seen Legally just... Blonde, you would know if you don't like your perm, go yeah. wash it out. Exactly. <laughs> Good point. Yeah, but she's crazy. Like she has this nervous breakdown in the restaurant where she's a waitress and she kidnaps a dude. That's so weird. Why would anyone put that with Christmas and then give it I a have happy a theory ending? Behind that. Okay. Let's hear it. Uh, okay, so <clears throat> I think that so leading up to this scene where she she kidnaps this random stranger at her workplace, she had permed her hair at the very beginning of the movie because she was trying to change her hair because her mom kept giving her a hard time, and she was also on her way to go to a, a job interview for a guy for a company that her dad set up a, a meeting with. They're a very middle class, well to do off middle class family. Um, so I think in the scene that she is traveling on the way to the job interview, um, there was like a, a, a moment while she's in traffic where she let a guy kind of pass her and then he got into an accident. Mm -hmm. I think the only explanation for the reason why this whole movie even works is because she actually got into an accident and she either had some physical response to it later on because all of the adrenaline wore off and she had like a full on nervous breakdown aneurysm brain situation that just had got knocked loose <laughs> because in the scene where she decides she just got dumped and she decides she's going to kidnap Mario Lopez. There's this like weird alien music playing and there's a spinner going behind in these like yeah, superimposed scenes and everyone's losing their minds in the diner and this kid's going bah, 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 with like an ice cream cone. She definitely had some sort of physical response or injury, brain injury in an accident. <laughs> and then she's either in a coma no. and dreaming all of this because there's okay. no way this works. There's no way this works. It works so easily. There's no way that this guy doesn't overpower her. There's no way that her family loves him. There's no way that her family is actually actually kind of fine. Like, there's really not that big of a deal. Like, no, their problems aren't really real. And there's no way this guy falls in love. And there's also no way at the end that she gets her art pub, like per- purchased. And, like, this is all... You're overlooking one thing. Fantasy. What? The magic of Christmas. Duh. There is no magic Christmas! <laughs> That's the thing that sucks about this movie is that you told me there's going to be magic. Okay, in this genre, the magic of Christmas heals everything, fixes everything, is responsible for all the good things in the world. So see, that was my original thesis, is that even though these movies present themselves as reality, the only way for them to make sense is for us to view them more okay, like Okay, let me ask a question, though. How okay. do you, as a person, end up falling in love with a kidnapper without it being a Stockholm Syndrome situation. 
because it didn't happen. Because it's Christmas? <laughs> because... Is that your... No. It, also, <laughs> the ending of the movie isn't even in Christmas. It's after Valentine's Day. Which is cool, which makes it unique and another reason that this movie <laughs> is different than the others. Um, <sighs> what else did I want to say about it? Also, it's a big trend of, like, meeting random people and bringing them home for Christmas. Oh, always. To show that's, a, that, that's actually a common, like, It is. It's story. a very common story yeah. of, like, oh, hey, we met in an airport. You're not going anywhere? Want to come home for Christmas with me? Like, yeah. act like my boyfriend. Act like we're in love. Like, it's very common. The normal common. heroine of these movies, she is um, perfect. She's beautiful. She has a great job, but things might not be going her way. She is selfless. She makes decisions for the good of others and never thinks about herself, which is what makes this movie so funny and weird. Because she's... And just Melissa Jones Hart's character is the complete opposite of all of that. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. She can't keep it together. She's embarrassing. mm -mm. Like, it's cringy to watch her. It is. It's very cringe. But is it cringy to watch the character of Trudy or is it cringy to watch Melissa Joan Hart's acting? Oh, honestly, we're not going there. That's too close to home. It's To me, it might be the second one. <laughs> <laughs> it felt like, this felt like a very, and I even like the writing and the jokes and the humor. It felt like a high school production trying to be like clean but also insert these random sex jokes there were so many random sex jokes that just came out of nowhere and yeah it was just strange it was a very strange like it didn't feel like adults wrote this you know (laughs) (laughs) i don't don't know i know what you mean about the weird the weird sexual innuendos um i i don't see that a lot in christmas movies now no. So from 2007 to like 2020, there's been some adjustment in the script writing because typically one of the reasons that people always go to these and especially like I would always watch these with my Nana growing up is because they know they're mm. clean and it's yeah it's going to yeah. be like a sweet romance that you can have on the TV no matter who walks in the room and they never get so like mushy gushy that you feel uncomfortable or like jealous if you're not in a relationship. You know what I mean? Like, it's just enough warm yeah. fuzzies that, I don't know, make you feel good. But you don't have the mom character say the word boink. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but if you watch one from 2020, like, if you pull up Netflix and turn on, let's see, Operation Christmas Drop-Off or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> you're going to find so many more flaws in this story. Like, the production value has gotten better. There's less sweaty actors and actresses. Oh, I also have, I have a reason why they look so bad, but keep going. Oh my God. But um, yeah, the scripts have gotten worse. The people don't actually talk to each other. Like, like people, like characters or like two romantic interests that are getting to know each other. And I would argue that, I don't know their names, AC Slater and Sabrina, they have more <laughs> conversation and... Um, Things that would actually make you kind of believe they're falling in love than the two characters in Natalie's movie because they had they had nothing going on. Well, I mean, they fell in love in two days. I you exactly. know like I don't. Yeah. So. so the thing that bothered me with their particular love story, like the whole love bet- between Trudy and Nick slash David, is weird because I understand completely why 
why Trudy fell in love, most Joan Hart fell in love with Nick slash David slash Mario Lopez. Yeah, he's completely. a sweetheart. He's yeah, a sweetheart. He's attractive. He's like he's you know made it from nowhere. He did things for her. He did these like grand gestures. She literally did nothing. Like she judged him. She manipulated him. She didn't provide him with any kind of support. She didn't even know that his fiance was like this bad lady that was really like she didn't know any of these details mm-hmm. and so she provided nothing to him and he like not even tension or or like like he was more attracted to her sister because <laughs> she was stretching and doing pilates in the dining room it, it just like it doesn't him falling in love with her doesn't make there's no love story like there was no te- there was nothing there for me for him and her, to be with her yeah so i don't know no, I agree with you. She was an artist, but like that was mentioned an hour into the movie. <laughs> <laughs> what? Uh, anyway, I, I can talk about this movie forever because it's so crazy. <laughs> but I will say that the reason why that they looked so weird, one of the reasons why was lighting. But another reason why is that the entire cast had the stomach flu. Are you serious? <gasps> For yeah. real? That Melissa sucks. Jo- yes. Oh, wow. <laughs> so That's Melissa awful. Joan Hart brought her son to set and that they called that cabin that they that they were f- filming on, they actually called it the Petri dish because Melissa Joan Hart brought her son to set and they, <laughs> every single person, I think, I don't know if the ca- cast, every cast member, I don't know about the crew, but I'm assuming a lot of the crew, all caught this stomach flu bug that this, her son had. And had it for most of the production, like most of the filming. Oh wow! And so that people sucks. are just like filming and then vomiting in the corner <laughs> or going to the bathroom and then getting like powder put on oh, no. and then they're just like sweating through and like you can see mascara running in some people and it's just that's terrible. It's a hot mess. Sounds like absolutely terrible. Oh guys, I'm a little <laughs> slow today. I just caught up to thinking about the last point that Lauren made, but. The only reason he falls in love with her is another holiday movie trope, which is she's not his bad girlfriend. Oh, yeah. So there's always, like, the one that has the good familial values, and there's the other one. And sometimes it's the boyfriend, sometimes it's the girlfriend, but they're a workaholic. They don't care about Christmas. They don't care about family. And um, his girlfriend in this one, she's just this rich, snobby person that just wants a ring on her finger. Mm. So, yeah, that that's supposed to give us all we need to explain why they're in. <laughs> oh, a ring on her finger Jeez. and Mario Lopez's arm candy. That's right. I mean, <laughs> but for a second, did you think that they weren't gonna get together? No, it, I knew <laughs> they were gonna get together because that's what this movie was like. No, it, when I was seventeen, I had my doubts. Okay. <laughs> oh my gosh, no. I was there was. There would have been something to be said if in the end of it, she he just bought the painting and it was like hanging in his hallway or something in his fancy rich mansion. And they didn't get that, together. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been interesting. Like very kind of um, becoming Jane kind of story with the about, you know, that movie about Jane mm-hmm. Austen. And yeah, that would have been maybe I would have actually felt something. But like the end scene where he surprises her, he like kid, he kidnaps her and takes her to his First of all, I don't understand his business model. It's a studio slash architecture firm slash gallery. <laughs> whatever, whatever. I don't, they no, got. No, it exactly sounds like it a drug front to me. 
<laughs> drug friend. That's why he's so wit- rich. Right? That's why I, I went along with it so easily. <laughs> I've been in situations like this before from all the drugs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, the final scene pans out and you see they're in this like, like, Scranton office, like uh, the office office building, you mm-hmm. know, like Dunder Mifflin looking and yes. they're on the second floor. It's very short building and it's all the inter- the inside of it is like covered in all these twinkle lights, but they're panning out and it's supposed to be February and it definitely looks cold and the city looks miserable. Like wherever they're mm-hmm. at, it's definitely not New York, but wherever and it's supposed to be, but wherever they're filming, it looks miserable it's so gray that's how it is in february and everywhere that isn't texas lauren (laughs) yeah in nebraska we'd have snow until may february was the worst coldest month my grass in the backyard is brown okay so like (laughs) we're in the middle of december almost (laughs) yeah but that's like the whole beauty of these christmas movies i felt like is at the end is that this it's this beautiful kind of like joyous La, 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 like Christmas and happiness and yay. And then this is like this slow pan out to this really depressing hospital looking building. Like that's lit. Oh my <laughs> God. She's actually in a coma. No. Look, if there can be a Christmas <laughs> movie where the girl literally falls down and hits her head and wakes up and relives the same day 12 times. <laughs> Holiday and handcuffs makes a lot more sense. <laughs> Questionable. Okay, so the reason that people watch these movies is that because they are predictable, because we know what they're going to get together in the end. So they're purely just for entertainment value, like I said, to get from point A to point B and to set the scene for Christmas. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess. Oh, uh, another funny thing. Okay, here's what bothers me about this, that idea, is that it feels like a cheap money grab because it's just like, let's make something that's so... It's, it's you know, it's a cookie cutter house, I guess. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't want to sound snot, like snooty about it, but, you know, it's just like a little kind of... I don't know. Here, take my money (laughs) or give me your money and enjoy it kind of thing, I guess. Maybe, but I mean, it is working. So you're not saying it's a a good enough idea or or thought through? Yeah, it just feels, it it feels some of it, the reason why I think maybe I would have been more impressed with, or I get, I think more recent, you know, holiday romance movies, like the ones that you the princess switch that you watched nat mm-hmm. i feel like the production was just taken a little more seriously just based on the way it looks alone and just the amount of and that's also technology i mean it's 2007 but still it's 2007 um here's here's another indicator of how little or mu- or how much the writers and producers cared um the mom and dad character are called mom and dad they don't have a name <laughs> two main characters they don't matter they're they not don't... the ones falling in love Lauren. yeah they don't need names but... what are you gonna call them mr and they're mrs back... like... they're literally background characters but they're the whole motivation for what she's doing they are literally the entire motivation for her s- s- k- kidnapping a stranger is her her parents and so like well that's true you can't give her parents names yeah the fact that she even has that many back and forth interactions with the different members of her family 
sets that movie apart from current holiday romance movies. Because I think she had more chemistry with her family than she did with Mario. Yeah. Yeah, I agree I with she, that. Yeah. I like the family better. I would agree with that, too. Ugh. Okay, so according to Glamour Magazine, 72 million people watched uh, Hallmark's Countdown to Christmas in 2017, and that number's going up. So this year they released 40 original films. 40? And 40 brand new films because they've oh. got the formula down. So they can just push these puppies out like nobody's business. Every two to three weeks, they're making one. And they're they're probably just like reusing all the same stories, just tweaking them. Yeah. So we're not watching them. Like you said, Lauren, we're not watching them for the story or the production value. We're watching them Uh, just for the little dopamine kick and the Christmas (sighs) markers. Lauren, do you not need a dopamine kick? (laughs) Not, I need a dopamine, I need a different dopamine kick, it's I think. Escapism I don't need... entertainment, period. <laughs> period. I know, I know. Oh, wow. It's There's intelligent like... Christmas movies. They're out there. There's yeah. well-written yeah. Christmas movies. None of these are it. No. And that's okay, because they have their own little niche pur- pur- purpose. I don't know why I couldn't get that word out. Like, my friend's going to watch 360 of them, and I already watched all the ones on my little list that are inter- interconnected within the Netflix world. Oh, oh wow. That's a lot of movies. 360 of them? Oh, man. But you don't have to watch just... the whole thing. And that's what's True. kind of rewarding about these two because, you know, like when you tune in, oh, there's going to be something nice and cozy. There's going to be twinkling lights and snow yeah. on the screen. You it's know, they're going to get together at the it's end. It's mostly just like a background you yeah. know, because you can pay attention, but not really. Yeah. It's like if you if you get one of those on YouTube and it's like your, the fireplace with Christmas music in the background. Yeah, on your it's screen. a heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so mm-hmm. it's 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 just something to pass the time or something to add to your Christmas decorations or something to sit and laugh with or, you yeah. know. I mean, my the movie that I watched is completely the opposite end of Lauren's movie. <laughs> Yeah, so let me wrap mine up so I can kind of just push it away and I can fall into the like, I think that's what I was missing. I was missing the Santa. I was missing the magic. I wanted to have a little like, you know, sprinkle of fairy dust somewhere and I just didn't see any of that in here. But I will say, besides Mario Lopez, who's just nice to look at, um, I, (laughs) I will watch a movie with Dolores, the grandmother, oh, yeah. She's all awesome. day long. Oh, yeah. I like yeah. Dolores in that movie. She just wanted to leave all these insane people behind and go have a steak and a cognac in the city. And uh, her, I forget what her last name is, but her first, the actress's name is June. And I think the reason why I like her so much is because not only was her were her lines actually like decent and good, at, but she was also felt the most authentic. And I realized, I realized this, that I felt like this because I went and watched the special features and there was only one like segment and it was just the cast interview, which was shot looking like it was straight off of someone's 1997 like Casio camera. It was very bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, but her name is June something. I can't remember. And her only, she had like three or four seconds of an interview. And the only thing she said was, um, <laughs> 
I made my debut in A Christmas Carol, so this type of genre is perfectly natural for me. And I'm like, oh, you're Dolores. Like, they didn't need to write anything. You're just you. And so that was great. (laughs) Like, okay. Look, it saved them some time. That's probably why they casted her. Probably. (laughs) Yep. So So most of my research is from Hallmark because um, they're just the ones that are still going with it. ABC Family isn't doing quite as many now. And I couldn't find a lot of information on the Netflix originals. But um, there's been an initiative for at least 50% of the writers of the Hallmark movies that are in this genre to be women, as well as at least 50% or more of the director's cast and crew to be women. Because that is their main demographic. It's like women 17 to 54. Yeah, why not have the women who actually love and watch these movies create them and make them? Yeah, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. Totally. I can totally get on board. And like I said, there's always like uh, an aspect of female agency. So at the end of the at the end of Lauren's movie, she had to decide that she wanted to go for it, push her artwork forward. Also, her art was thing. bad. <laughs> <laughs> it was art. It's, I won't say I won't ever say that art's not art. It was art coming from an artist. You know, as much I, as you didn't like this movie, Lauren, I promise you, you would hate the princess switch even more because it makes zero <laughs> sense but if it's zero got the sense. silly if it's got the like campiness yes you would like the princess switch more because it's more christmasy and more campy and more like you know nothing and is this- more campy than holiday and handcuffs i'm sorry <laughs> Also, I will say all the reviews. Like, let's 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 finish it up with the reviews, and we can we need it probably because I'm gonna get heated. (laughs) (laughs) Um, it drove it blew my mind. All the reviews online. First of all, there were no Rotten Tomato critic views at all. Like, no critics gave us to Rotten. (laughs) They didn't care. Um, I think there were overall like six or seven actual critic reviews of this movie. Uh, there were a ton of of audience reviews and it got actually really high ratings and Rotten Tomatoes is like a 65 <clears throat> on Amazon it's like 86% of 633 ratings are one star or not one star sorry five star they the world loves this movie so I'm like or parts of the world love this movie so I, I get I was fine but <laughs> just like I need uh, I don't know I needed like a at least one critic to say to give me some direction or something, but it, you know well, the, the critics only thing already that I... know how they feel about these movies, so that's why they're not watching. Yeah. Them. Like, why waste their time watching it? They know. Anyway, so that was Holiday in Handcuffs. Um, I had to cleanse my palate and watch Godmothered on Disney Plus, and it was great. And so I was okay afterwards. But moving <laughs> on. <laughs> All right. So um, I had the pleasure of watching The Princess Switch which stars Vanessa Hudgens as two characters, uh, Stacy DeNovo and Lady Margaret. Uh, Lady Margaret has a very long title. Um, something like, she's like the princess of Montenero or whatever, and she's marrying, um, she has a fiancé, and she's going to become the princess of Bulgar- Bulgravia. Belgravia. Bolagravy. Belgravia. <laughs> Princess of a Bolagravy. Yeah, Bolagravy. And I was, I, when I heard that for the first time, I was like, is this a real place or did we make it up? Oh, God. And if it's we made, made it up. up, 
And if we made it up, how did we get to Belgravia, first off? Okay. Because Jingle Bells. Um, so ah. the film is directed by Mark Roll. Um, and then the film concept of two people running into one another, looking identical, um, and switching places come from Mark comes comes from Mark Twain's 1881 novel, The Prince and the Pauper. Um, uh-huh. So they filmed this all in Romania, which, okay. <laughs> <laughs> because there's castles. Oh, okay, true. All these fictional... All these fictional countries exist somewhere in like the Eastern European yeah. kind of vaguely places in that, that area, you would probably even though they all have American accents before. All these little yeah. random whatever. Okay, so the story is that Stacy uh, is a talented baker and owns a pastry shop in Chicago with her best friend Kevin, who has a daughter Olivia. Um, Stacy goes through a breakup, which we hear two seconds about. And Kevin decides, yeah. Kevin decides to enter them into a royal baking competition in Belgravia. And at first, <laughs> Stacy is not that hip to it because she's like, we can't close the shop like coming up on Christmas because that's where all our money is. Um, but she soon finds herself in front of her ex-boyfriend and a new girlfriend. And... Um, the girlfriend goes, oh, I've never heard of you before. <laughs> and I was just like, yeah, oh. Yeah, I know. She I was, was like, terrible. Rude. Yeah, I was like, oh, okay, so Stacy's not important enough to bring up to your new girlfriend. But I digress. Anyways, we meet a um, Santa character, which I assume that he is, or a fairy godfather or something. And he's out on the street ringing a bell um, with the little red bucket asking for money and gives her a little... Sometimes Christmas wishes do come true line. <laughs> and she goes, oh, you're right. So she decides that um, she's going to enter into this baking competition. And her, Kevin, and Olivia flutter off to Belgravia and stay in this lovely little cottage. Um, when our two characters meet is when they're setting up um, for the baking competition. And a, a rival pours coffee onto uh, Stacy's apron and Stacy has to go and change it. I thought that was How so rude. funny. It was. It like, was. Like she can't handle her apron being dirty. That's half of her job. I, exactly. And they weren't they weren't even doing anything but setting up and getting ready. And she's exactly. like I have to go and change it. And so while she goes and changes, um, she bumps into Lady Margaret and they realize oh, we look the same. How does she bump into a lady, a royal, like, fa- member of the family? If I'm being honest with you, how does she just you, bump into I don't even know why Lady There's Margaret's no there. There really is They just isn't. literally bump into each other. Yeah. And she says... In the bathroom? Where? Like, backstage. Oh, my god! Yeah, they just bump. Oops, sorry. I'm so sorry. And then they look and they go, why do we look identical? And they come up with some crazy whatever afterwards um, that... They think that they're like distant family members or something. Yeah. I don't know. I, I'm telling you, Lady those- Margaret. Yeah, Lady Margaret has a, a a relative that moved to America a long time ago because yeah. Stacy's from Chicago, right? Yes. Oh, good. I thought I got that mixed up with another one. I just <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, Lady Margaret 
first tries to pull Stacy in by telling her, look, I'm having a wedding. The king and queen have had this like cake decorator that I can't stand. And I want you to secretly decorate a cake for me. So she gets her to the palace and then goes, JK, we look the same. I'm stressed out about being in the spotlight. We should swap lives so I can get a break. And Stacy's like, wait, okay, wait, 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 wait. Still she think leaves- it sounds better than holiday in handcuffs? <laughs> no, <laughs> she leaves. Uh, she leaves this competition that she's flown halfway across the world for for some stranger because they tell her she needs to do another task of baking. Well, I guess. The, competi- the, the competition is a few days later. Yeah, so she has some days. They were just there to set up. and Yeah, but like she left the... She doesn't know any of these people. She's in a right. foreign country. That's right. what I'm saying. And, and she went along with it very quickly. And the only reason that she went along with it is because Olivia saw these um, ballet dancers in like the square or whatever. And they just so happened to have a summer ballet program that Stacy uh, ropes Lady Margaret into helping Olivia get into the summer ballet program, which I guess she just thinks that they're just going to fly back over to be in a program. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, I don't Make know. ballerina. Yeah, so they decide to switch, and um, we get a whole getting-to-know-each-other montage, and... Uh, oh, mont! I missed my montage. Never mind. I don't want to talk about the montage. Listen, Never mind. I'm done. I'm a sucker for a montage. I love montages. I love romance <laughs> you don't montages. Love ho- you like holiday and handcuffs montage? I love a montage, period, Lauren. Is that I- when you they're like- getting to know each other, Lauren? No, it's the present opening one. The only time that whole movie breaks the fourth wall is with this weird Polaroid weird laugh track kind of people making weird comments about these stupid presents they're getting. I don't even remember that. (laughs) It's, it's so, it's so bad. I can't, I can't. It's so bad. Anyway, please take me out. I love a makeover montage. I love a dating montage. Makeover montages are the best. They're the best. Okay. Or Um, like trying on different outfits. Exactly. Yes. Coming out. (laughs) No, that's not cute. Oh my God. That's the one. We need to do that one time. We should. (laughs) We've done that before when we were in high school. I know. I'm ready. Let's do it again. <laughs> Anyways, um, well, first off, uh, Stacy chops off all of her hair. Freaking parent trap. Yeah. Like, it's no big deal. And no big deal. Just chops it all off because she's swapping to places match with Princess this. Margaret. Yes. That's it. And she, and she, so Margaret's getting married, but Stacy shouldn't have to... Stacy yeah. shouldn't have to worry about the prince because he's going to Spain for a couple days. JK, he doesn't go to Spain. <laughs> <laughs> he comes up, which is Wait, weird. can I guess? Wait, wait, let me guess. Let me guess before this happens. Uh, uh, <laughs> Princess Vanessa Hudgens falls in love with the baker boy guy and then... Peasant Vanessa Hudgens falls in love with the prince. Why are you jumping the gun and ruining my <laughs> synopsis, ma'am? I'm supposed to be telling... This is my movie. Okay. Okay? <laughs> so, the prince is... It's very sweet, actually. He's like, I'm going to cancel on my plans and spend time with my fiancé. <laughs> Which I think is cute. Like, yeah, spend time with me, you know? 
But it wasn't the right one. Nope, it wasn't the right one. And he didn't notice. Okay, so. That's a problem. The only one. They didn't know each other. No. They didn't. Yeah, they didn't It was kind of an arranged marriage thing. That's another thing that I'll get to that I have an issue with, with real life, but I know it's just fantasy. Anyways. um, (laughs) So, everyone is so, you know, no one notices anything except for Olivia, Kevin's daughter, because Stacy and Olivia have a secret handshake. Wait, Kevin doesn't even notice? No. And he's her business partner? And, and best, best friend. friend. <laughs> Guys, if someone switched with me and y'all didn't notice, we'd have a problem. I'd notice. I'd kill him. <laughs> Evil twin. <laughs> Anyways, Olivia finds out. I'm prepared out. for that. <laughs> you are? That's right. You have, like a, a plan written out? I mean, should, we're gonna, they're going to be crucifixed in her yard soon. Oh, so. that's right. Oh, Anyways, Olivia. Yo, one time, I'm sorry, this is off topic. I was convinced that Sarah was texting me, but it wasn't really her. So I started asking her secret questions to make sure it was really her. And she was like, why are you like this? That's the only and way I to find know. out an evil twin is you ask them very personal questions to see if they yeah, know it's true I'm or ready. Not. Oh, my gosh. Anyways, Olivia finds <laughs> out because I guess Margaret is not the best at their handshake. And the only reason she goes along with it is, you guessed it, she gets to be in the ballet program. <laughs> so we're all using each other here. Um, so Prince Edward and Stacy um, start to become very close with each other. They um, realize that they have a lot in common. Uh, Edward really likes uh, Stacy's go-getter mentality. And Stacy really reminds him of her grand or his grandmother. Um, he talks about how uh, she was a strong woman. She spoke her mind, you know, powerful, independent woman type of stuff. Um, they go to an orphanage, and Stacy reads books to kids. And then they find out that the kids don't have any toys for Christmas. So Stacy. Stacy and Edward go um, and purchase toys for the children, the orphans, to give to them because she thinks it'll be a great idea, which is cute, you know. Um, and they almost. And Edward had he'd never been in a toy store before. Yeah, Ugh. like you know, typical royal. I've never done normal things. Anyways, um, they're cute and they fall in love, and then uh, Margaret and Kevin. They have a snowball fight with all of them. They take pictures with Santa. They have a typical, like, family day. And Olivia is so ready. Make her my mom. My new mother. Yeah, she is ready. (laughs) But, okay. Kevin doesn't know that this is a different woman. And he's just like... Had he always had feelings for her? Is this revealed? my question... Because Edward and Margaret don't know each other, so they don't have feelings for each other. But has Kevin always had feelings for Stacy? I think oh, so. Yeah, so. Like, <laughs> but he does mention, he mentions like she's too uptight and she's not spontaneous. Spontaneous. Wasn't there something at the beginning of the movie with his daughter? What or he mean? was talking to somebody, and he started talking about Stacy, and he was like, it, it's not like that. It can't be like that. Because this woman won't do anything without planning it out first. Oh, yeah. I think he was just talking to Olivia about it. Yeah. 
So maybe I got the vibe like maybe they tried it or he thought about it. But, but what does knew. he think is happening to this woman that he's known for so long that, she's that he's just business changing partners with? And like becoming more s- <laughs> spontaneous. It's the Christmas magic. It's the Christmas magic. <laughs> Um, I mean, I would be, I would be having some serious reservations if all of a sudden this person that I've known for probably years, because I've been doing making money with them, is their personality is vastly changing. I'm like, you're having a nerve, you're having a mental breakdown. Are you okay? Yeah, What's going on? I, yeah, I was a little confused by that because it's like it's easy for Margaret to just kind of go back to her life and live with someone and get to know him because it seems like Edward's a very nice person. But how do you go back to being with your business partner and someone you work with every day if you have now started to get these feelings for that person? So it's like... Yeah, that would have been messy if it didn't work out. It would have been messy. (laughs) Um, So the king is a little skeptical of Margaret slash Stacy. So he has uh, the butler um, follow her around to gain intel, which... I kind of got as you said, Brianna, a villain, kind yep. of. Yeah, um, that's the only real villain. He doesn't. Whoever wants to keep them apart. He doesn't really do a good job at it, <laughs> but um, he does what he does, I guess. And so everybody's falling in love. And um, hold on, I lost my my place where I'm at. Uh. You know, there's almost kisses and then kisses and then they switch back. And it's really funny because the rival, this is so, (laughs) I laugh so hard at this. The rival baker, um, she decides to sabotage uh, Stacy and Kevin because a reporter saw Stacy and Kevin out and was like, oh my god, I know who y'all are, I love y'all's work, blah, 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 whatever. And Brianna's like, oh yeah, I won last year. And the reporter's like, I don't care about you. <laughs> so, so she gets mad and try and goes to sabotage them by cutting the cord on their uh, KitchenAid mixer for their competition. <laughs> like, there's not another mixer in the back. So backstage. what's really wild is during the baking competition... Kevin and Stacy make this big, giant, massive cake, okay? And the only thing that they need the damn mixer for is to puree some berries. <laughs> and tell her what the judge says. So Stacy has to hand puree berries. And while the judges are tasting her cake, she goes, well... The berries could have been pureed a little bit more. They needed to be a little bit more soft. <laughs> that's the only outcome of the, the biggest only, problem of the whole movie. That's the only what? thing. And then the only, the only other, the only other thing that you think could like be something whatever is that the butler catches them switching back and takes pictures of them switching back to try and give to the king. But no one even outs them. Margaret confesses to Edward on her own. Well, I mean, that that's a plot point. Mm-hmm. I can see why. Because she's falling. She's like catching feels. So she's like, I have to be honest. So that's that's fine. But this. Who? Hang on. We went past it. Who makes a giant cake with no mixer? You don't you don't hand mix flour. Literally. Oh, dear God. The This cake. This cake is massive. It's so big. It's so 
big. It's the size of what the small child. What did they make the buttercream with? What did they make the sponge with? What, they made it with Christmas magic. That's it. <laughs> Santa's magic. Sprinkled. Mary Berry would never. I, it's. I was so because like I saw her do it and I go, oh my god, how are they going to make their cakes? <laughs> I know, right? But they made the cake. And they made the cake, and all she needs the freaking blender for is the berries. And I go, I sat there in my room, and I go, are you for real right now? Is this happening? (laughs) The whole entire cake that they baked, and all you needed it for was just to puree berries. See, the reason why I think I could have enjoyed this movie better is because I would have actually been giggling at this kind of nonsense. I honestly don't think I laughed once watching Holiday in Handcuffs. Oh, no. For real. I know. I felt like such a... Yeah, it made me feel like a Grinch. Like, I really felt really grouchy. I was like, oh, my God. (laughs) So, in the end, everybody tells everybody that they love each other. Um, Edward is just so in love. He gets down and proposes to Stacey. I know. I was how many, so excited. How many days? What's the timeline here? Like two or three. <laughs> but they don't get married until a year later. Oh, well, I mean, that's okay. Good for them. That's a good choice. That's, re- that's responsible. Yeah. But also, the king and queen are just like, yeah, our son's in love. He can marry a common lady instead of like a duchess. And like join. They're not like this peasant. No. Well, <laughs> the- infiltrated. So in the Netflix universe, there's a precedent for this. In A Christmas Prince, he marries um, a commoner, a lady from New York. And they actually mention that in the third Christmas Prince, they mention Stacy's marriage in Belgravia. They said, oh, you people like to marry. For marry. real? <laughs> yeah, marry normal people. Yeah, they mention it. Oh, so wow. So they've, uh, they've called out themselves that it's weird. I mean, I, the the whole, like, commoner, now especially that literal royals are marrying commoners, that's actually not that hard. Like, yeah. the, the concept of a random person meeting a royal and getting married is not that hard to believe. Like, I really actually don't need a lot to suspend my disbelief to get to that plot point. The things that happen in between is what is so weird. I will tell you that this movie didn't waste any time. At all. <laughs> Things move very quickly. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. They move very quickly. Stacy was not really concerned about any of the consequences of switching, you know, and it's just like, but she loved it. She was like, I'm, you know, I'm a princess. I can handle this. All is well. I love the spotlight. And Margaret's just off on her little, I like being, you know, behind the scenes. No one talked to me. I just want to live like a little normal life. So, I mean, it ended up even working out for the both of them, I guess. So there was like no, was there any, were there any stakes? Like, no, they put stakes in front of you. Yeah, there was one. There was one, which is what if they can't get married to the people that they love? Oh, God. Lauren, (laughs) that's the only problem these movies are ever going to have. Will they be together or not? There are some of them that are like, can we save Christmas or Christmas is going to be over. I know there are some. Yeah, but there's also a love story. And yeah, I know. But there's that those... part. <laughs> no, I guess so. But I'm just saying, like, even in Prince and the Pauper, someone was going to die. Also, I thought know? that the pictures and like that whole side of it would have been a little bit more, you know, involved towards the end. But the fact that like Margaret was just like, no, I'm just going to tell him what's up. 
And they didn't even know that, like, the butler was, like, following them around or... Yeah, that was all just a waste of time. It really was. Wait, so there was no, there was no like scandalous reveal where he had to like run back. Like he was de- de- completely betrayed and like, what is happening? No, and she nope. left and went back, and then he ran to her and no. said, "Actually, I love you. I don't care." And there were more. Okay, so I did watch the second one. <laughs> there are more stakes in the second one than in the first. I one. I haven't seen that one. Don't tell me all. I about won't. It. I won't. And I thought it was a little bit more like action-packed adventure. Than oh. the first one. Wow! I, f- I felt Action. like I felt like I felt like this one was kind of just like vanilla. Like I just didn't. Yeah. I didn't feel like the relationship was in trouble, or I didn't feel like yeah. it wasn't going to happen, or anything like that. It was just kind of like cookie cutter, laid it all out in front of me. But something when I, feels off about these Netflix ones. Um, from 2018, 2019, and I've only seen one from 2020 so far, but <laughs> it almost feels like they're pushing it too far because, like you said, the chemistry with the actors is not there. Well, and... I kind of felt it with um, Edward and Stacy a little bit, just because mm-hmm. they were kind of like playing off with each other, um, and I think Edward really liked Stacy's you know, personality and her drivenness and the way that she worked and, and stuff like that. And obviously he, she reminded him of his grandmother who he was, you know, loved dearly and admired her a lot, but it was just, like I said, it was just kind of all one note. There were little, little pieces in there that you're kind of like, Oh, is this going to happen? Are they, is she going to get called out? Are they going to get caught? And it just didn't happen. And I was just yeah. like, oh, okay. Then what was the point? Because it was made in two to three weeks. What was the point of having the butler follow them around if he's just going to hand photos over to the queen and the queen's going to be like, oh, well, they're in oh, love with each I other. Like I like her anyways. Yeah. Well, you know, I won't even ah! say anything. So they didn't even there know. Even like a- they didn't even know that the butler was like trying to figure out what was going on. So he was never exposed. There was like no except for the queen. There was no, the the queen was the only uh, one that really knew about no, no like knew anything about it. So no one was like tossed out on the into the cold, saying you're bad, go away. Thrown no. into the dungeon. The butler's in the second movie, hunky dory, like everything's okay. And I'm just oh like, oh my gosh, yeah. Um, but I will say at the say, end of the movie, she has to make her choice. It's not just like she gets the ring and she's like, oh, yes, I'm living in Belgravia now. She's got to decide, you know, do I want to give up my shop that I've built up and everything? Brianna, we all know there's not a choice. We all know. No, there's a choice. Like, she has to make it. But he says he'll open up a bakery for her in Belgravia. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. it's like she—he's basically like, "Look, you can do whatever you want. If you may, if you marry me, you can have your own bakery. You can do all the charities. You can do anything." And so it's just like you just give Kevin the shop, and Kevin has to go run the shop by himself. Like, is Kevin all right with that? With Margaret. Yeah, with Margaret. So that's the next question. What happened to so when did how did what was the discovery with Kevin and, and Margaret? Like they just tell each other that? that they love each other and at the wedding she catches the bouquet 
and no, 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 no. And how does she? How does he discover that she's not Stacy? That he, she's not Stacy. So the prince and Margaret they walk out during the baking competition to crown the winners, yes. which is Stacy and Kevin. Mm-hmm. And oh wait, do they they're... switch back before? Yeah, the... yeah, they have to switch okay. back for the competition because Margaret can't cook. Well, we I, didn't I tell mean, her that. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I thought maybe that could have been cool hijinks. Like, haha, funny. I don't know what I'm doing. I got flour everywhere. Like, no, but Sta- uh, Stacy. Tension. Tension. <laughs> Stacy did have to um, act like she knew how to ride a horse and also play the piano because apparently she was very, like, really good at both. <laughs> she was great at the piano. <laughs> Wait, so Margaret, Lady Margaret was good at the piano and. Stacy had to play the piano, but she wasn't good at the piano. Yes, they were at a. She had some kind of lessons. They were at a charity event, and everyone was like, "Oh my God, aren't you, Lady Margaret, so well at the piano? Like, you should play us something." And she's like, "Oh no, maybe not." And then Edward comes to her rescue and is like, "We'll play something together." So she like basically got away with pretty much playing chopsticks. Stuff, like what everybody can play that or the entertainer but it was a Pretty, christmas song yeah i mean it was a little bit it was it was a different it was but but did she have okay look there, did she have any like was her had her mother died and taught her piano and she actually knew this song like there no, are so many no. things very simple very simple Wait, to add okay. in a little bit of a backstory to make this a beat that makes sense brianna let me ask you let me ask you a question so i, I know deal with this so Lady Margaret's parents died. Okay, Lady Margaret's parents are dead. So she's basically kind of on her own with, like, her assistant that, you know, helps her out. Brianna, do you know if Stacy's parents have also died? Do we know? I don't remember. I honestly don't remember because it's not important. It's really not. It has nothing to do with the story at all. Because we're not here for the character development. Because these characters are all one-dimensional. They are. They have one function, <laughs> which is to make us feel Christmassy. Yeah. And to lead I... us through just enough range of emotions that we get to the happy ending. And we're like, ah, yes. But I will tell you in love. that the production value, the sets, the costuming, like everything was beautiful. You know, yeah. Christmas decorations everywhere. These elaborate, you know... Um, Vanessa Hudgens wore this gown to this charity event that was beautiful. I mean, Mm -hmm. it was on brand for a very appetizing to look at Christmas movie. I probably could have been more satisfied with something like, like, just to be able to be like, ooh, pretty. Yeah, probably. (laughs) Um, I'm telling you though, the stories are worse and they get more holes Yeah, they're not the greatest. Once you move past the holiday in handcuffs. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I will say, um, I tried to look for some information on these movies, but like you said, Brianna, there's not really a lot. Um, but Rotten Tomatoes did give it a 75%, which I was very surprised by. Wait, a critic rating or an audience a rating? A critic rating. The audience rating was worse. What? The audience rating was 49%. The little snippet that Rotten Tomato has for it, it says, The Princess Switch offers a healthy dose of charming, lighthearted, twin swap fun and is delightful viewing for a hopeless romantics. Aww. <laughs> there you go. There you go. There you go. That's me. I don't have any <laughs> I don't have any crazy theories about this movie because I think it was pretty much straightforward classic yeah. 
you know, doppelgangers meet each other, swap lives, fall in love. Again, classic. Classic. Very, very, uh, like, possible. Remember, I told y'all, there's six, there's at least five people out there that look like you. That's so freaky. So, so, I hate it every time you say that. I know. <laughs> I've already found one. I know that. Oh, if anybody looks like Brianna, please send us, please no, send us pictures. No, <laughs> Brianna's going to lose it. I'm going to have to find you and kill you. <laughs> Okay, so let me tell y'all what I watched, okay? Okay. I watched. I started with The Princess Switch, and then I followed Vanessa Hudgens to The Night Before Christmas, and then I watched- Oh, with a K, right? Yeah, A Night Before Christmas, yeah. And her chemistry with that guy was a lot better than with Prince whatever in this, yeah, than with Prince Edward. We can't get away from Edward. Even though that story was crazy, and it was funny and for all the wrong reasons. So I don't, I don't know that I'd recommend it. But anyways, <laughs> then I watched A Christmas Prince, which was made in 2017. So this was one of the first ones on Netflix that capitalized on the whole like royalty thing. Yeah. I remember that one. I've never watched it though. It's with that blonde girl. Yeah. I don't know It her was name. really sweet. And it showed them getting to know each other in a believable way. And it wasn't just like, oh, hi, you're pretty. Oh, you're pretty. Oh, two days later, let's get married. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> you're pretty. We pretty. We'll make pretty babies. Let's go be pretty. <laughs> then I watched The Holiday Calendar. And that movie had a really unique cast. I hadn't seen a lot of those same actors and actresses in a movie. But it wasn't that good. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, then I watched Christmas Inheritance, which was about um, a rich girl who is the heiress of a toy empire, and her father sends her back to their hometown where the toy business started, and she's got to be undercover to see how the other side lives, you know? Oh, undercover boss? No. <laughs> yeah. So then she, she has... There's all the stuff that Lauren was looking for with Margaret baking, because the, the girl in Christmas Inheritance... Her name's Ellie. She's got to learn how to bake cookies and, like, carry her own luggage, that kind of stuff. So oh, no, not carry your own luggage. If you're into that sort of hijinks, yeah. And she only had $100 to spend. That's not a lot of money. That's not enough money. The whole entire time? Yeah, so she had to get a job at the hotel as a maid. But he only gave her 100 was- bucks. That's basically making her homeless. <laughs> And then I finished up with Holiday in the Wild. Now, that oh. movie was something else. Um, it stars... Who? Where's this on? It was, these are all on Netflix. This is the Netflix holiday movie universe as released from their Twitter as being all interconnected. In Wait, some way. what is this one called? Holiday in the Wild. And it's got Rob Lowe <laughs> and the actress that's <laughs> Samantha from Sex in the City. <laughs> And it's based on, um, kind of, loosely based on a true life experience from the main actress. I want to say her name is Christine something. Oh, I had it written down, but I don't have that notebook with me. Okay, so she gets divorced the very first scene of the movie. And she had booked a second honeymoon for herself and her husband in Africa. And so she ends up going on it by herself. And she's a veterinarian. And they rescue a baby elephant. So then it's like this elephant sanctuary movie. 
And the Christmas stuff only happens at the end. What? It was crazy. It was so different from all of these other cookie cutter, like, cocoa, snow, red So it's coat. not really a holiday movie? Yeah. But it was good. So huh. all those movies that I mentioned are connected in some way. They're either, um, like, in A Princess Switch and A Christmas Prince. They mention the countries that each of them are from. Or in a lot of the other movies, they will show that title playing on a screen in the movie. Okay. So like a Christmas prince plays in the holiday calendar. What movie? Okay, so uh, Margaret and Kevin watch a Christmas movie. What movie are they watching? They watch a Christmas prince. Okay, but in A Christmas Prince, they talk about Stacy becoming the princess of Belgravia. Yes. So. So this is blowing everybody's mind. So what I don't understand is Is it that, a documentary? <laughs> yeah, is it a documentary? Yeah. Is it like, how how is that? I Like, I'm, I'm a little confused by that. So that was one of the theories that it's got to be a documentary for them to be watching it in their timeline. Yeah. But my theory is that. They're all fantasies. <laughs> and everybody knows they're all fantasies. So they're all they're all in comas and they don't so know like what's going on. So it's like a cheeky nod. Like, oh, this is magic too. It's like a snow globe that they're in, you know? Oh. <laughs> okay, have y'all ever, y- y'all read the whole Chronicles of Narnia? Or at least are vaguely familiar with the story, right? Yes. Yeah. With ma- Okay, ha- the magician's nephew? Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, that's one of the first books. You know, so the, that's one of the in in the timeline of the story. It's the first book of this whole series of all these books. And there's a world with outside of the worlds that holds all of the worlds, and it's just a yeah. field with a bunch of pools that you can jump into. Oh, and wow. so this is just like a Christmas world outside of the world with a bunch yeah. of little portals that you can just boop 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 wow. and experience. That's wild. Exactly. <laughs> and I watched every single one of those um, on the little tweet infographic that they released just to see the connection of when they would be scrolling through Netflix in their movie and flip past <laughs> one of those movies that I mentioned. Oh, we'll put the link gosh. of the tweet in the in the yeah. show notes so y'all can see it. But yeah, it's um it's interesting. That's wild. All right, well everybody out there, you tell us what your your favorite um, bad slash good holiday romance movie is uh or just, let us know or just christmas on... movie in general yeah anything any christmas movie you you enjoy let us know on twitter at expedition underscore pod instagram is expedition pod one day we're gonna get this guys got it and if you want to send us a gmail with what you want us to talk about next at the expedition pod at gmail.com <laughs> yeah all right thank you for joining us for this special holiday occasion merry christmas i hope your christmas is magical in all the right ways with your family (laughs) twinkly lights hot chocolate your true love's kiss true love's kiss (laughs) and to all a good night oh 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 bye bye later to the existence of this
existence of this the existence of this